Megadad's Checkpoint is a mature-rated podcast for mega grown-ups only and rated PN for pointless nostalgia. Hello everyone and welcome to Megadad's Checkpoint, your monthly check-in on the world of gaming and those that game, and gamers, and uh, other synonyms here. I should really write this down. <laughs> I should really write these down ahead of time. It's, it's terrible. I thought I was just about to say that was the best intro you ever that, you've ever pulled off. And you're the, <laughs> and the sad I, thing and is you're not wrong. Say that and then I'm like, oh no. The sad thing is you're not wrong. But you know that's just that's just my own personal opinion. Couldn't stick the landing. Yeah. Well. Anyway, this is Megadeth Checkpoint, part of Megadeth.org, and we. I am here. My name is Evan. I am joined once again by the the fabulous hypecaster aka antonio how's it going sir oh it is amazing best day of my life so excited hypecaster here ready to turn it on i love checkpoint you know i love checkpoint let's go i'm excited for the show because so last show we did it was all playstation all the time and that was and that was fine for me uh, as as a PlayStation, uh, generally, I I don't want to say I'm a fanboy. I'm more of a, I'm, I'm a PlayStation partisan, if that makes any sense. Like like that seems mm-hmm, to be where mm-hmm. I have thrown my hat, uh, yep. through through no fault of anyone. It's just kind of the way it worked out. Uh, but now we've got kind of all all sides shown because you know I've got the Sony side. Antonio, you're very much an Xbox guy. I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we have got the the former Nintendo legend. Although, are you the st- are you still a Nintendo legend? I don't know how this works anymore. But formerly yeah, of no. formerly of Nintendo legend, but now of Game Beats, We've got Eric Bailey on the show. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well, and uh, I guess I'm the Nintendo guy tonight, right? You are the Nintendo, but just by default, honestly, yes. it's it's yes. not even. It's, Excellent. Yeah, it, it, and again, nothing against Nintendo. In fact, I'm actually going to talk about a Switch game, which is <laughs> extremely rare Ooh. for me. Uh, but uh, but uh, but yes, by default, you are the Nintendo guy. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I was on Mega Dad's the last time was five years ago. Wow. Wowzers. Excellent. Yeah, so back in the day. Back in way back. So I wasn't even a, a dad yet. <laughs> that's fun yeah i was i was, I was a new dad then i was just now a I'm like mega. A, you know seasoned war veteran at this point there we go <laughs> i like that that's great well that's it's a... good to have you looping back around lots of changes with mega dad since then like evan cool. wasn't doing checkpoint obviously so you know how like mega dad's live was always on the monthly so then we were like that's way too long to go without some <laughs> mega goodness so we had to yeah. do the the half month check-in here and evan does a great job with it but it's it's great that you're now an experienced veteran father <laughs> and yeah. uh how old is your kid now yeah so the oldest is eight uh, what she's cool yeah wow yeah. And I also have a six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. So that's a lot of kids. That's, I have a lot going on. Well, it's, I was going to say, well, but, 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 by, but by, the, by that pattern, you're due any day now for another one. Yeah. Because you're you're, wow. you're you're kind of putting them out roughly on this the Final Fantasy schedule at this point. It's, it's, <laughs> it's every, every three four years. I love it. I you love know, it. The, the final prodigy, the, the descendants. There you go. There you go. <laughs> 
Uh, so before we get into the fun of this show, and I think this will be a fun show, but uh, we got a big question, which is something we post to everyone, and it's it's something that um, I. You know, I, I I enjoy doing just because it's a good kind of icebreaker, but also I, I like watching people squirm because I don't tell the rest of the, the panel what the question is going to be. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's really just to make me sound like I'm super prepared um, <laughs> for my answer. But it's it's but in the end, I never actually prepare for it. So, you know, it it's uh, it, it is what it is. Anyway, so we were talking. So you, Eric, you used to be of Nintendo Legend. And now you've got yeah. the, you've got the new site. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. But yep. what for people? The the big question is what website that either you just don't listen to, or don't listen to listen to me, uh, don't read anymore, don't follow anymore, or or just kind of it just doesn't flat out exist anymore. Like what was that piece of gaming media for you? I'm actually going to expand it. We're going to, we're going to call an audible on this question live. Uh, Just gaming media that does not exist anymore. What, what is, what is your one big one that, that just sticks out to you in your mind? So we'll start with our guest, Eric. Sure. Um, I think for me, I'm going to go like with a big picture cultural answer. And I kind of miss, like, the discussion forum scene. Mm. Yeah. Like, like going into, like, you would find, like, this is pre-Discord, but, like, post, like, AOL chat room era. But, like, mm-hmm. like racketboy.com had some retro gaming forums or, like, Nintendo Age and Atari Age, like, hanging out there and getting involved in all the drama. Uh, that's something I look back on as a fond part of my personal gaming history, but... It's been replaced by things that aren't quite the same, but everyone kind of migrated away. Yeah, it's funny. I'm actually, I'm actually on your side, and this, I actually talked about this recently, where it's like I kind of miss forums because yeah, there, there, there's something about that format that works works for me, and it could be just us old guys. That could be just the way <laughs> the way it works. But sure. you know, there's something like like Discord is kind of sort of trying to take that role but it's like there's something about having a compartmentalized conversation within a th- forum thread that yeah. you know that's the one thing that's a big reason why like I I don't do a lot of stuff on Discord I just can't follow the conversations it's like it, there's always three or, it's like you're in a very busy room all of a sudden and you're like mm-hmm. trying to track four or five different conversations and my ADD kicks in and it's horrible um so no I'm I'm with you on on the forums yeah, and in general, if I, I would just add today, you know, everything is very influencer centric or content creator centric. There's like one huge figure. Everyone kind of goes to their channel. But it used to be like if you're on a forum and you had a username, you had, you know, your signature, you had your own personality. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like their own person there. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I liked that vibe. Yeah. The consolidation of everything, kind of only the big fish get to, you know, have a piece of the stage um, is really interesting. I'm, I'm so shocked that this resonates with me because I like the discussion forum, like, way of doing things, the old chat room way of doing things. And the, I'm finding more and more that the Discord 
chaos is bothering me. Like I <laughs> joined a Street Fighter Discord, and it's good, and it's great, knowledgeable people, great people. But the way the Discord's structured is you walk in, and it's like there have been 4,000 messages since right. 10 and you know so i do i go back and read things you know like how what where's the it's the structure is very weird my thing that doesn't exist anymore was like probably the precursors to ign like one up and Mm. different things like that when the websites existed where it was like one website where you can get all the news right um there were a couple big key players and everybody had theirs and then it seems like there have been less and less like the IGN obviously filled a power gap you know I I tend to not do that anymore because like with the new kids and stuff I I went to YouTube I found some people that I enjoy their content I felt they were more detailed less biased you know more entertaining and i go more toward youtube more than anything uh, aside from like one up or ign or kataku the just the quality went way down um but on the other side of it too have you guys got into reddit because i felt like it really filled the gap for me in the discussion forum type thing like everything has a subreddit and you go there and you have this little corner of the internet that is just posts about you know fill in the blank so like this is just a wine subreddit and it's all about fine wines or whatever and then you can post and continue conversations much like the old school um like discussion forums do you guys are you familiar maybe i'm you know preaching to the choir and you guys love reddit for all i know (laughs) i think reddit strength is very specific topical questions for me Mm. like reddit was always great for like i have this one specific issue in a game or with an operating system or with my whatever and reddit would always have that one freak who's on it for 21 (laughs) hours a day yeah and just knows it inside and out yeah Mm. and they already solved the problem four years ago and now i can find their thread i have my answer (laughs) it's funny because i mean that is one of the things that I like about forums too, you know, or, or that I liked about forums is that they are forever. And, you know, at least, yeah. at least, you know, mm-hmm. some of the good ones where it's like, yeah, maybe there's this something. And especially if you're dealing with, you know, not super topical things. I know Eric, you're big into retro games and I'm so far behind the curve on games that I might as well be in retro games at this point. Uh, but nice. you know, it's like, you know, you're not going to see discussion of, a game even a year or two old mm. make it to the front page of of any sort of video game blog or or even like like a generic like gaming reddit or or gaming you know community of like that it's there's so much and it, it it's the same for for board games and it's same for a lot of this stuff where uh it's just the everything's moving so fast it's hard to kind of go back and look at some of that stuff easily without that kind of archive you know that that oh, yeah. these things these things provide for you. So, how do you find an old Discord post and share it with everybody? Exactly. If you want to? I can barely find one from like previous day. It's just <laughs> right. it's yeah. <clears throat> Discord has some limitations, I think, and 
it's sad because like I I was all about Twitter and I couldn't do it anymore. So like I went I've I feel like now everything has like a strength, and then you go there and you dip out. There's not like one place mm-hmm. for me anyway that like checks all the boxes, and that's that's kind of unfortunate. But I guess you know I think we're in a transition phase with the internet and technology and social media. I think things are not change the things are in a state where i think something new is gonna come like there has to be some the something's gonna break and i think there are needs out there not being met so we'll see yeah i agree i mean humans want to connect with other humans that's just always going to be there you know Mm -hmm. something's got to fill the gap we just got really wistful all of a sudden. Just it's just, ah, that's very. <laughs> nice. I got sad. Yeah, I, I really got go. sad because I was thinking about all the old like. I mean, come I on, a lot I of the websites look shitty. I didn't want to depress the show this early, they, you know. It was, it was... The old websites look shitty, but they were great, you know, and and, and stuff. <laughs> just like, like us, right? Just like us. It was, yeah, I mean, it was broken, like. And you we know, liked it, half damn the it. Time. We liked it. <laughs> We had to go. We had, this is my garbage. We had, we had, yeah. we had to, we had to walk two miles in the snow to get to a website. It was terrible. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some games. Let's talk about some games. <laughs> so we didn't do this last show just because we were focused so much on the PlayStation uh, thing. And 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 lest people give you know accuse us of being biased, despite the fact that we started last month's show with yep the console wars are over. Um, we we're not biased against <laughs> Xbox or Nintendo. It's just the timings just didn't you know didn't work out. But we'll definitely be talking about the stuff that they uh, that they that both showed. I'm sure I, I'm sure I, I can I can almost guarantee you some point uh, we will do a Starfield only show. <laughs> so, so I'm, and that's pretty much the big thing that came out of the Xbox thing. So, so it, it, we will definitely get to that content, but now I just kind of want to take an opportunity and catch up with some of the games we've been playing. And if you've been listening to the show, uh, for a while, you know that I am, I am en- enamored is, is a, is a safe, word or a safe uh, a, a, a conservative way of looking at how much I enjoy uh, the game RimWorld. Uh, in fact, looking at my Steam right now, now granted, my number my numbers are slightly inflated at this point because I've taken to having it just running in the background all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, because I've gotten to the point now where the early stuff is so so standardized that I just know what I have to do. And then after that, it just takes so long for stuff to kind of finish. Uh, but I'm at, currently at 4,772 hours in this game. Jeez. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, and I was so excited to hear recently that I have converted uh, poor Antonio into the rim world mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the first thing I have to ask is, so how many, human skin hats have you made so far no human skin hats but why what are you even doing so for those who don't know and anyone who has listened to checkpoint before you know you know that again evan being a fan him talking about RimWorld, this game um you know pc game it's a colony sim and it has like a very 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 simple like uh is it isometric or top down like view yes and you have like i think the answer to both is yes 
there's a there's a randomization to this game where you start out with colonists, little um, unique characters, and then you try to survive on a uh, planet by you know feeding them and getting uh, weapons and defending from raiders and things like that. And it's like you farm, you do all all sorts of things, and the game is systems upon systems upon systems. So I got the itch i was like this sounds amazing and i got it and now evan here's the bad news i can't understand (laughs) the game like it's so difficult to get up and running sure um i i and i did the work i'm no stranger to needing a uh needing to put in some work sometimes some research into a game just to make sure that you learn how to play and and it's very difficult to get started. Um, there's a lot of things you have to keep your eye on, like your little characters have an AI to them and you can influence that AI that says, you know what, in the beginning of the game, go and collect things and bring them here. And I understand that. But then it's like, oh, and if you click this button, then they will proceed to be uh, defend if something goes haywire and they will hunt and they will do xyz and oh by the way food spoils and oh by the way you know this material can't be left out and and just all these things start happening and it's it's all about micromanaging Mm -hmm. so what i don't understand evan is like these characters are very quirky right like you can see in text when you read about the characters this person hates men this person um can't be around like animals at all this person you know will not hunt like all sorts of like quirks about them but what i realized and what's strange to me is when do you get the storyline of what's happening because (laughs) when let's just say that some and this happened that one of my my uh colonists was mauled to death by a rabid raccoon, right? Yep, that'll it's like, happen. So it, what I, what I did is I scrolled around my screen, and I found my poor person. Like I was like, oh, like something's bleeding around here, and I look, and there's my poor colonist dead. The the system did do an alert at one point, mm-hmm. but it like focused the screen over there, so. I think I missed an alert at one point because I was focused on something else and the person just died. And and then there was another thing where two of my people were fighting, but I didn't see it happening. I had to read about it later about <laughs> okay. these, these people's recent interactions mm-hmm. and I had to go back in the history and read. So what I'm very confused about is Evan, you had amazing stories about what had occurred in your colonies, the crazy things you did, the crazy things you saw. Am I crazy, or did you read all of that? (laughs) So, Are these interesting stories that you were telling me were happening? Did you read all of that? Well... No, no, Did not, you no. get me into a game where you have to read about what happened? <laughs> you gotta read like a nerd. Um, you no. can't see any of this happening. If you're not there in the moment, you you know, you don't see the, the attack or you don't see the interactions. Like there's no audio, like your little guys aren't speaking. So it will say, 
oh, this person and your other person like want to kill each other because X, Y, Z. And, and it happened, but you have to read a, a like a log, like a, a history log. <laughs> well, and, and that goes for everything. Sure, It's like, sure. oh, did this person chew their leg off to get out of a trap or whatever? Interesting, deep, crazy things will happen. Very deep. But, but it will happen not in graphics. I mean, it, it'll, it'll look that way, but the details are in text form. And that's something I was not prepared for. Because there's interesting storylines in storybook form. Is that mm-hmm. what the game is? So, yeah. that's a very complicated question you have there. So, is the so, answer yes? So, I mean, well, so, I mean, the, 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 I don't want to say it's the inspiration for this game, but the the template that they followed was was for Dwarf Fortress, um, yes, wh- I've heard which of that, yeah. which is much more obtuse and much more uh, abstract and ve- and there's much more going on in terms of you, like graphically. I mean, they've they've obviously made a lot of changes in the last few years, just you know, with the console release and all of that. Um, but it's it was very much you need to there's so much you got to read and rim world was is kind of an evolution of that uh, at least the kind of the base game um so in terms of so you kind of brought up like four or five different issues all at once um <laughs> which which yeah, and and that is really the the uh um that 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 fits rim world in a way because like you said there's a lot going on all at once like you said there, yeah. you got to you got to feed people and you have to um, you, you have to make sure that you have to make sure that they're entertained. You have to make sure that they are, you know, that you you're building and you're collecting the right resources and you, you're that you have the right mix of skills because some people are better at you know farming and some people are better at constructing. Some people just won't do most things, uh, especially mm-hmm. you know, because all of your characters, not only do they have a personality, they have a background and the background tells what what they can and can't do. Uh, so if you are a, I'm just trying to think of one. So like if you, if you were a corrupt politician, well, that means you're not probably going to do a lot of like the constructing and, and the, the, the grunt work stuff, but you're going to be good at social stuff. So you're going to be good at um, dealing with merchants and dealing with, uh, you know, um, depending on what DLCs you get later on, you know, dealing with the, the converting people to your side and, and all of that. So there is a ton to manage, and and you are not the first person that I have turned on to this game that is just like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And the only way I can describe it is it's kind of like that bit in the first Matrix movie where um, uh, Joe Pantaleone's character, he's just talking about, he's looking at the code, kind of screaming, yeah. streaming down the, the screen. He's like, this just looks like gobbledygook to you, but now I just see you know blonde, redhead, and so on. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what ends up happening is you just kind of get a sense of what's going on just from the different, you know, how the different systems interact. You just kind of get used to being able to do things. And a lot of it is out of your hands. Like you mentioned, like the social fighting where people will, will get in fights together. You literally, there'll be like a little beep and, yes. and, and there'll be yes. a little beep and there'll be a little note up in the corner saying, hey, these two characters are in a social fight. And that's pretty much all you can do about it. You can just kind of watch it. It doesn't, there's nothing yes. you can really do about it uh, unless you're extremely fast and maybe like arrest them or something like that. Uh, but 
it is there is and, and part of the reason why I enjoy it and part of the reason why I have so many hours in it is because after a point like once you kind of get a rough idea of how to set things up and how to you know how, how to you know avoid the biggest issues and, and you know the immediate emergencies and all of that stuff it kind of takes an ant farmy kind of quality to it almost like a sims mm-hmm. where it's really yeah. some of the fun of it is just kind of watching all of these these little these little figures kind of run around and, and do their things and and some of and you know you mentioned the stories that I've told and some of the stories that I've told are inferred stories where like they they yeah. will be doing things and I will kind of fill in the blanks in my own head and some of it is legitimate like they will do these things and the part of the problem is so the game is marketed as a story generator and the way they do that mm-hmm. is basically just like here's um here's mad libs here is basically here's a thousand you know randomizers that will just plop words together and it will create a story and it kind of relies on the player a little bit to to sand off the goofy parts of that story and and mm-hmm. and just kind of create a, a a a sort of a functional narrative but on top of that kind of like the elder not the elder scrolls games like the um uh oh my god why can't i think of the name elden ring there we go like like the, like the, the souls games failure is kind of the point it, yeah it's like it, it is meant yeah. to it is meant to be a hard game especially if you play it you know, uh, you know, so, some scenarios are obviously harder than others, uh, and and you know the kind of the the base, the basic set is the the basic scenarios. You're it's very, you know, you've got a lot of a fair amount of resources, and you've got a you, know, you got three people, so you got a potentially a wide variety of of different skill sets. So you're not going to be, um you're not going to be missing things for a long time, but like so there's other ones that are, there's a difficulty just called naked brutality where it's one person with zero, equipment, yeah. with <laughs> zero equipment. So it's like you were dropping you on this planet. You've got nothing and hopefully you don't die. And, and that's, and that's kind of the point. And, and you know, it's, I will be the first to admit it's not a game for everyone. And, and I also think it's a game that lives and dies. We were talking a little bit before the show about the mods uh, for this game, and like you said, it's it's primarily a PC game. Uh, they did do a console release, I think it was last year, uh, and I don't know what the mod situation is for that. But there's so much of the game, and the DLCs are great in terms of adding content and things like that. But there's so many mods out there, and there's such a huge community of of people it, providing the stuff. passion. Yeah, the passion of you know you talking about the game. Mm-hmm really sold it for me and i am glad that i got it and i am gonna go back i mean it's a forever game right you can play in between all these other great things that i'm playing and stuff but i am glad that i got it it can it gets better with time um it gets better the more you play because you realize just how deep it is and i think it's just a very acquired taste it just definitely is something that you need to kind of get used to give a chance you know it has it has this kind of a slow ramp up and then w- the more that i understood the more that i enjoy mm-hmm. and um i think it's great and and i have that itch every now and then for that survival you know difficult systems upon systems can i do this you know what's the unexpected thing that's coming next and it delivers on a lot of the the things that i enjoy um have you heard about this game i wanted to, to ask eric if, if you ever heard of rim world for pc 
I've heard of it, uh, and as an outsider, I admit it's fascinating hearing about it. I oh, enjoy, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy talking to people about like why they play games and what they seek from the experience. So it sounds like for RimWorld, it's a story generator, right? That emergent, mm -hmm. like even after 4,000 hours, obviously you're going back for something. It's not like <laughs> it's yes. not a side quest in the we're, game. We're, it's just we're its actually ability just, to create a narrative. Yes, exactly. We were just talking about it's like I'm starting a new run right now. So he can't yeah. stop. Can't he is stop. addicted now. And the yeah. nice thing is, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's the nice thing is it's so graphically uh, non intense uh, mm -hmm. that I can just leave it running in the background and like do work. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's you know this is this this project's going to take you know even at triple speed it's going to take me you know a good 20, 30 minutes. I'm just going to go do work right. for a while, and you know that so that's so that's nice too. Yeah, good to have a good idle game. Yeah, it, 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 in some ways it absolutely can be, and it is one of those where it's you get out of it what you put into it, and that's not to be like if you don't like it you're just not trying hard enough like it, it's more just what you what do you want to do with this like i i've had runs where it's like hey i'm i'm gonna play skin eating raiders you know this game yeah. you know and, and you or, can do it and you can do it or you know i'm gonna run you know I, the last run that i just finished up recently uh it was uh these guys were running essentially a tourist part tourist tra uh like a tourist trapped e like cave tour thing like they were, they were running a business where they were inviting people over to check out these caves that they that they had. Uh -huh. So it's like there's a lot you can kind of do with it, uh, and it's kind of funny that we talk about like people that are super excited about games and, and people listening you know, listening to people talk about games because Eric, as the resident Nintendo person, you you need to you need to sell me on Tears of the Kingdom mm, because, sure. because so. and, and for for this re for this reason. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I've, I've talked about this. I think I would be 100% a Legend of Zelda fanboy. I think everything I've read about it, it's like this is totally my wheelhouse. I get it. The problem, with, the problem that I have with the Legend of Zelda games is I have not played a Legend of Zelda game since Link to the Past. Hmm. Okay. So it's been quite Whoa. a while. And where I, where, I got, where I got separated from it, you know, I finished two. I played some of one, but I that was never one uh, that I, I owned long enough to finish it. Right. But once it started going to, and, and I've said this before with other franchises, once a franchise goes to multiple consoles, some home, some mobile, I'm out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, you know, and and because I I almost never own the handheld version of anything. And that's just wow. the way it is. So it's like, and I'm also too much of a completionist. So it's like, it's like, oh, you know, I would, you know, Spirit Tracks. I, I think I would enjoy that. I'm, I never, I owned a DS for about a month, you know, and <laughs> and so it's like I'm never gonna get to that. And and That'd be a whole new commitment. It, it, yeah, and and it would be like, you know, if if they if 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 Nintendo decided to like be a, a good business for a moment. And re-release, -re re-release all the Legend of Zelda games in a, in one format that I could play on the Switch. No, um, I would buy yeah. them all in Harpy. Like, well, I'll be dead before that. Well, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> but but so what's fascinating to me about Legend of Zelda 
So it's the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's like probably the, yep. the, the closest direct sequel. I don't know how it fits in the timeline because every time I look at the timeline for Legend of Zelda games, my brain bleeds. <laughs> but it seems like a completely different game because like there, there's this whole crafting element to it that has never been in the Zelda games. And it, mm. if for some reason from the outside and from someone who's not a, not a fan of these games... I think if I was like a huge Zelda fan, I would be a little turned off by this because it feels like they had this crafting game. Yeah. And I, I would actually agree with that. Cause like, I'm not like a Minecraft guy that doesn't mm-hmm. appeal. I don't want to spend my time having to build something, craft something, but it, it, it's more like in all the three dimensional Zelda games, whether it's Ocarina or wind waker or breath of the wild, it's all about traversal, right? Like, how do I get there? Oh, I can't get there until I have the hook shot. Now I have that. Breath of the Wild removed all of the vertical barriers. Like, you can climb anything. There's no mm-hmm. fence that's too tall. So it's more like in Tears of the Kingdom, all they're doing is giving you more creative ways to tackle the same challenges you always had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, now if there's a tall barrier in front of you and it's like, oh, I see something interesting up there. I want to go explore it okay, I could climb up the side of it or I could strap a bunch of jets to a rock and stand on it and hope Mm -hmm. I don't explode. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of fun. Um, I always appreciate, like, for me, gaming has become like, okay, if everyone else in the house is asleep, maybe I could Mm -hmm. sneak in an hour of it, you know? And so I like these big, chunky games with a world I can drop into for an hour at a time, but take me months to complete and really sink into and uh tears of the kingdom is at a time when both of my older kids are actually old enough to play it too well so they watched me play breath of the wild and now they're trying this and they've actually played like minecraft before whereas i haven't so there's a whole nother layer of fun where it's like Every puzzle can be solved so many different ways, and each of us will do it completely differently. And it's very cool and fun to see, like, how different our brains are. And wow, I would have never thought of that. And I'm learning something. Um, Just today, I'll give one quick example. So there's a fusion ability where, like, you can attach anything to your weapon. Like, you can attach a sword to your sword. Now it's twice as strong, twice as long. You can attach a jewel that makes it shoot fire. My son Mm -hmm. showed me today, hey, Dad, did you know you can attach a shield to your shield? No, I had no idea. I've been playing for like 75 hours. (laughs) I had no idea I could use a shield. Did you you beat Breath of the Wild? Yeah, that was was my jam. Uh, I put probably 300 hours into that one. Wow, 300 hours. And then you're at 75 now in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yep. and as being a dad, that's very impressive cuz one of the things that I talk to people about one of my highest recommendations for a game is that it I, some people say respects your time, but a, the ability to get in and get out. I think that the Switch, you know, you can do suspend mode and put it to sleep yep. and jump right back into where you were. The save system has a generous checkpoint if you die like thing that that works and then you can manually save so all these things come together that 
make it that you can get in and get out, right? But my issue with it, and what's very interesting when I talk to dads about playing this game, is it's massive. Like, when you look at the, uh, the, ma- the layout of the map and the topography, it's a beautiful map, the topography and the different areas and the nooks and the crannies and what's over there, like, the amount of exploration of a very, like, lived in i guess lived in the wrong word it's it, it has a sense of place yeah, yeah. like none other it is a it is a fully realized world and and there's all sorts of places to see it's it's insane how we have dads um going in and eating it like a massive meal little bit by little bit i yeah. found it i find it fascinating cuz normally the game's too big, I'm out. I can't do it, I'll never do it. But there's something about this game that it does offer you something to do that you can do in like 20 minutes, 10 minutes, or yeah, and then just stop and then come back. And it'll take you forever, it'll take you five years, but <laughs> you can get it done. Um, and I found myself the same, same way. I'm, I jump in when I can, jump out, jump in, jump out. And I find myself just very intimidated. And I'm like, I've done nothing in this game. I played it for 30 hours and I've done nothing. <laughs> and, and yeah. I mean, I've done stuff, but I haven't, I haven't seen a, like a fraction of a fraction. It's, it's incredible. It's weird because for me, like it's this dopamine drip of, just like you pick a spot in the landscape in the distance, like I'm gonna go see what's over there. But halfway there, you see this little forest and this creature inside there. You follow that. You find a treasure chest. You follow that. There's a feature in the landscape that has a whole hidden shape in it that unlocks some memories. There's a cinematic you watch, and oh, there's a shrine over there. You can play for 15 minutes and find like three or four different mini side quests and. I totally understand that maybe some people wouldn't feel it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just fun the whole time. Like, I don't know, like just turning a corner and... Yeah, it's another bit of woods, but it's a piece of the woods I've never been in before. I, and... I agree with you. It is it is very, very fun. The creativity is absolutely unmatched. Like, at the the approach that you can take... Um, to beat either the little mini puzzle areas or just traversing the world. How am I going to get over there? All of a sudden, I found um, basically a broken uh, car or the elements that you can uh, have to make a car. So it's like wheels that I didn't even know were a thing. I learned how to use them, found other things that I could do. And then I I created my own like, like Mad Max style um, like battering ram in the front with like enemy parts that had broken yeah. off. And then yeah. I just started, I was like, let me try to go drive into some enemies, see some enemies, drive into <clears> them. <throat> and it, it kind of works. I do damage. They, the, the enemies get caught under the wheels and take more damage that way, but it worked. Yeah. And, and my spiky yeah. car thing, I went zombie mode and just like, you know, killed a bunch of enemies like that. And then one of them killed me with this laser I had never seen before. <laughs> and, and that is just a such a, like, it's the ultimate sandbox. And I find it 
intimidating and and all that and i think that it would be even better if it was more rewarding because unfortunately if you go to the top of the mountain there there's there is often something there but like if you find a chest at the end of a little like dungeon there's five rupees in there and, <laughs> right. and, and you can spend them on some things in this game more 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 options to spend money than than i initially <laughs> thought but there's really nothing you know there's there's no like i think if they had a um more more ways to spend money you know that would be great you know maybe more ways to customize yourself or uh the ability to buy certain things of for weapons instead of just finding them everywhere yeah. so i still say the game has flaws but it is it is quite quite a, um, a remarkable achievement i think I think it's fair to say the development team really nailed the systems interaction in terms of how you have, you know, temperature, you have volume, you have all these systems that work together really well. And then especially in tiers where every piece works together and all the physics, there's a lot of great clips out there of developers of other games being like, I don't know how they did this. It's amazing. But yeah, yeah. yeah they, they definitely focus on that. But like, in-game economy yeah the system's not quite as robust as other games might have so i wouldn't disagree i think you're on yeah, you, you might enjoy it because it is a story generator in its own right because there are things playing out that only you're gonna see and and it's gonna be very unique and it's due to randomized elements <clears throat> in a sandbox atmosphere that these things are occurring and then you have your own journey you have your own story and i think that there are some similarities between like Rimworld and, and tears of the kingdom in that way and and the last thing i wanted to say is zelda's zelda games have changed so much and a lot of people oh, yeah. think like oh i like it this it's always been this i'm a purist but I think you can find maybe one or two entries that were the same in certain respects. And then you go one more, and it's a rapid departure. And then you go one more, and then there's another reinvention. So I think there's some type of misconception that Zelda is a certain thing. Um, I think it's changed a lot, more than people, like I guess, really realize, right? And I think that more so it's like, hey... They nailed this aspect very well in that game, and that's why it's my favorite, my entry. And and I liked the game back when it was this, and now they like mm -hmm. messed it up, you know. So I think things change a lot in that franchise, in this franchise, you know. Yeah, Resident Evil went through the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Resident Evil's been through the ringer in reinventions and different gameplay aspects, and let's dial up the horror let's dial down the horror let's make it an action game let's make it club like all these things yeah and yet somehow the dna is still there i think it's funny that you accidentally called me out because i was literally going to make that point where it's like for me because i only played you know zelda one zelda two and link to the past when i think zelda game i think linear puzzly adventure game and mm -hmm. so like when mm -hmm. i'm seeing these clips from tears of the kingdom I'm like, is this a Zelda game? Like, like, and 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 from what you're so, from what you're saying is my reaction makes sense, 
because I don't know better. In in a, I mean, I know you're saying yeah. it in a much nicer way than that, but it, it's it's it, it, it is interesting that that is my reaction to it, and that's why I was like, I was kind of hesitant to like because because I've got a switch, and I've I've been tempted to kind of get into these games again, uh, and just because you know it's. There, there's, I mean, I won't go into everything there, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's, I've been, I was kind of tempted to get into this, but I'm like, is this the kind of game that I'm expecting it to be? And it sounds like yeah, that, and my I problem is, I I'm would, just... I would push a little bit that, cause a lot of the viral clips that go around, like, oh, I built this like extremely complex mech with all these enemy guided <laughs> lasers and stuff. Sure. That those things go viral, but that's, you never have to get that deep in the actual like building stuff. Sure. You actually I, don't I, have to get very deep in any element, which is which is interesting. You know, yeah, like it's weird. Yeah. if it's not for you, you can ignore it pretty much completely. And like I think the one thing that you would have to embrace if you gave this game a chance that's different from the early games is the the sense of spa- uh, scale and space in the world, right? Because you can, in the early games, their concept of an overworld was, you know, very simple. You walk here, you walk there, and at certain points, there's a, uh, you know, maybe you throw a bomb at a hidden wall, maybe you do, like, there's a path. So it was open, and there were screens, and you went from one place to another, but they didn't really have the real estate to build wide swaths of empty world. Like it, it just didn't make sense in a game like that. You had to have the player do something. But here, uh, you can walk through empty fields, and they put little things there, like a group of enemies or something to find. But it is massive in scale. So if you try this game, you would have to balance your uh, the intimidation factor of the the freedom is just off the charts um so so it's just not going to be the same it's it's so far from linear in every respect like you you there's a million ways to get from point a to point b and you don't even have to go to point b yeah, the most like a million point b's you can beat the game in like 10 minutes because you find a way to use the physics and the traversal and the systems to cheese it to skip the whole game and then just get to the end. So that's not really that wasn't really the point of the early games. So there's there's too much freedom. There's mm-hmm. there's just too much to do uh, and too many ways to do it. So that you got to be prepared to to be okay with that. Speaking of too much to do, We've we've got even more games we got to talk about here, because we're we've all been shockingly busy, I would say in, in term in terms of the gaming front. So Antonio, you've been yes. pl- you've been doing Diablo Four and Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I think the gaming space was in need of a much. Um, we're in, we were in need of a uh, run of great games coming out, and I think we got them. Like Diablo <laughs> was. Uh, I played a little bit of Diablo 2, a little bit of Diablo 3, and I enjoyed it, but I was not really hooked on it by any means. And then Diablo 4 just came and really gave me that power fantasy, you know, you you are 
fighting massive hordes of little enemies and your skills are very fun and you're blowing things up in mass you're getting loot and oops there's more loot and more loot and you know your next um action is going to be rewarded just in the way you're not sure because things are randomized and it just got me hooked it looks really good um performs really good it has cross play i'm able to take advantage of it and play the game with friends or solo and i think it's a real strength of the game because um the game changes completely whether it's you just going out and fighting hordes of enemies and how you have to play and approach and be a little bit more conservative and which skills you want to choose and then when you group up with friends it's like we are all together we are more powerful let's go take on something bigger and and fight together and have our skills synergize off one another i'll make the enemy weak you freeze them i'll crush them and then you do this and everything's on a like a well-oiled machine so diablo really caught me off guard in how much i'm i'm really enjoying it and then street fighter same thing i'm not a fighting game person i dabble i played soul caliber and a lot of the the games that were have like a shtick to them you know like uh things that are a little bit more simple and then street fighter came along and i played the demo i saw videos and i was like I believe that if I could get into a fighting game that's um, just fun to play um, in the moment to moment that I could get into it. And sure enough, I started to play and I'm hooked on that game. I've put um, of the running of between Breath of the Water or between Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo and Street Fighter, I believe it's coming in third as far as time played. But it is just, it's definitely up there, and, and it keeps pulling me back. I'm a Chung Lee main and just, like, learning a character and fighting online. And I think the key is ranked matches works where you're not going to get blown out of the water playing other people because a lot of times people get uh, thrown off by fighting games because it's too intimidating because everyone's so good. But the ranked option of this game is very good. Like... If I play someone around my skill level, I never feel like I'm just absolutely had no chance. It's always close. And um, I'm getting nice. better over time. And I've it's a way to connect with others. I've joined some discords. I've watched videos and, I, you know, just learned how to get better. And one of the things somebody said is once you understand fighting games are um, about you getting better, like there's no leveling, like there's no... You know, if you put in enough work, this will happen. It's like, no, you have to kind of refine your your skills and learn, oh, man, this always happens to me. I've played enough where I know that I get hit by this fireball. What do I do? And then you learn that, oh, in this situation, you can do this. And then, similar to Diablo, you feel powerful because you're like, oh, I know that this attack has a counter, and I now I know how to do it. And you feel amazing when you recognize what's happening and what your opponent's skill level is and that you are like playing a mind game uh of power against someone and then it's all just rock paper scissors and and just having fun with it so very very awesome characters very colorful the music's great it looks good again very well performing game um so yeah the, it's just a golden age for gaming for me those are my top three 
Diablo, Street Fighter, and Tears of the Kingdom, and I am like, I couldn't recommend all of them more. It's just really great. If you have any, you know, any inkling that you might like these games, like these are really good entries in these franchises. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna be picking up Diablo at some point. I'm gonna wait for it to get a little cheaper. Um, just because I think Blizzard is a terrible company, so I don't want to. Oh them, yeah, I don't want to give them I, too I much money. Bl- I didn't like Blizzard for the longest yeah. time, and I, they broke me. And I, I was know. like, man, I gotta try this game and deal with the devil, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I know they'd never do it, but I uh, uh, I, I sincerely wish at some point Diablo does do a DLC that's just called Oops More Loot. <laughs> uh, just, just because I think I think you know, just the when you said that, I just cackled to myself. It was just like that's that's the best name ever. That needs to be a, a DLC for that. Um, I do want to I want to talk about a couple things real quick before we run too much longer. Because, uh, like I said, for once, I've actually been playing something, uh, which is very rare for me lately. Uh, just because I'm I'm stupid busy. Uh, I just got Final Fantasy 16. Uh, like literally the day before we record this. So I don't, I will definitely talk about it more next episode, but I am enjoying it for the most part. Uh, the, the, but all the parts I'm enjoying about it are the parts that aren't the game. If that makes any sense. Mm. Uh, the, the actual mixed things, the actual mechanical game itself is fine so far, but like I said, I'm, I'm still pretty early, so it might open up more. Uh, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's not, it's nothing spectacular, I would say it, it, mechanically I'm saying, uh, but some of the soft aspects of the game. So like the world building, it's very much old school final fantasy. Like it's like, what if game of Thrones was written by Tumblr? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, there's a ton of just, it, it, as, as an aspiring writer myself, it makes me feel good because it's like, wow, this is this is some trash, but like, <laughs> but 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 it's some, but it's but it's some extremely fun and nerdy trash. Like, I'm, when I say trash, I mean like pulpy, like just over like. You know, there's there's grand duchies of this thing, and then there there's all this this there's all this backstory and all this stuff, and they do this brilliant thing, and I've I've seen a couple different places really loud it, but th- this active time lore, where basically you can pause it at any point, and they do like I think I think I know Amazon does this, the Amazon the the Prime streaming where you can pause the movie and it gives you a list of, like here's all the actors and you can click on the actor and it gives you like everything else they've been Holy in. Shit. They do that huh. with the lore in this game. So you can pause the game during a cutscene or even huh. during the gameplay and we'll say, okay, here's where you are. You know, here here's the history of the location that you're in. Here are the characters that are on screen. Here's their history. Here's yeah. what the factions are. Here's all this. And it's 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 gonna be one of those oh. games we talk a lot about dad gaming. If this is one of those games where <laughs> you might not get back to it for a week yeah. or two, it's perfect. It's like, because I don't remember who this dude is. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember. Okay. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? The, the empire of, of such and such is there. I'm like, who are they? I don't remember. What about this battle? Um, and, and what's nice about it is, is they allow that to reflect in the writing because like the characters know about this stuff. So yeah. the characters don't waste dialogue explaining things they would already know. 
You know what I mean? Like there's there's always that bit where they have to explain it. It's for the audience, but they're like yeah, they, they find no. the stupid excuse to have to explain it. So I I really enjoy the writing, and I will say that the the voice acting and the sound design in this game are probably the best Final Fantasy has ever given. And and Final Fantasy has never been a big slouch on that. But there, there is a scene in the opening hours. It's, it's literally, I think it's like the scene right before you actually see the logo for the first time. Uh, so it's, it's only like two hours in. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, there's a scene that it's, I, my, I was literally jaw dropping. Like I, I sat there just like, this is some of the best acted I think any of the Final Fantasies have been and some of the best Whoa. written in terms of the dialogue and in terms of the way that they mix the sound there there is a there is a gut-wrenching scene in that opening kind of bitch that is just oh. like wow like I can't believe they did this and and not to spoil anything but if you if you if you're a fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion that old anime the, the there's a moment in that series where the tone of the show flips and most Whoa. people who have seen that seen that series know the scene I'm talking about. It's on that level of oh, just okay. like holy god, they're doing this. Um, so, Man, dude, I'm I'm so excited for for this. Like everything you're saying, like I love the the deeper lore, like pause and, and all that. Is it is it very succinct when they give you that that? Like I'm assuming you're reading. You know the little bubble, a bubble or something. Yeah, that it's pops a, it's, up, right? it's a little says, it's a little paragraph. So. It's a little paragraph, but okay. but, but what's nice so it's about not it too is long, then, it's right? not, not too like long. It's not too long, but they will adapt it to the situation and to what has happened in the story. So like as it the story progresses, it gives you relevant info. Like it gives it you relevant info. It will tell you. It, you know, it'll, it, right it'll be like, and then they, they have a spot later where you can actually read all the entries so you can see kind of all uh. of the lore in one place. But it's like, here's this paragraph, and this will tell you everything you need to know to understand what's going on in this scene. And so, okay. yeah, the, the, I really am a huge fan of this game so far. Other than the mechanic, and mechanical mm. isn't bad. It's, it's, just, it's just not, it's not blowing my doors open too hard. Uh, but the other game I'm playing, uh, and I'll, I'll definitely talk about Final Fantasy next time because I'm, I'm, I'm mad I'm not playing it now. I'll just say that. Uh, wow. the, <laughs> but the other game I'm playing and I'm enjoying is uh, Mask of the Rose, which is a game that came out on Switch. I think it's also on PC. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, I've talked I, on occasion, I haven't talked too much, about uh, Fallen London, which is a, a browser game that's been going mm -hmm. on for well over a decade. Uh, and it is set in a world that is kind... It's not, it's not a steampunk London but it's like like steam like a steampunk mixed with Lovecraft mixed with some other weird stuff in there. Um, but it is is a fictional London where basically London gets gets kidnapped. Basically, the entire city gets taken and and brought underground by. Um, I mean, the, the the way that they describe it in the in the opening of the game is is London is taken by bats. And obviously it is it is a uh, uh, it's a little more complicated than that, uh, but uh, but basically yeah it's it's London gets taken and they it gets brought underground, uh, and so the rest of you know and in the uh, in the browser game it's eighteen ninety nine ish although we're in the second eighteen ninety nine and that's another story plot all in and of itself, uh, but it, you know it's it's turn of the century it's late Victorian that whole kind of thing, Mask of the Rose 
is it's set in that world, but it's set right after it's in the first year after London goes underground. So it's dealing with aspects of the story that haven't really been uh, addressed or really talked about in great detail. It's always been kind of because because it's always because I think it was like 1860 something is when the 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 London London gets taken. So by the t- in the browser game, it's 40 years later. So like everyone's been used to it, and and you know there's whole generations that have just lived underground and so on and so forth. This is very much a a situation. It's like it's all these people that are adjusting to this new way of life and, and they're figuring out how things are working and, and they're they, you know, they find that not only are they underground, but you know, London is controlled by these alien beings basically uh, that, that uh, have Whoa. very, very interesting um, and conflicting motivations and things like that. And, and there's a lot going on. And so Mask of the Rose, it, it's, it's set in the early, early days of, of after the, the fall and you're interacting with characters and it's very much like the browser game in the sense that you can kind of write your own story. It just presents all this stuff and you can take the story in the direction you want it to go. And so I'm still in early days with this. There's some really interesting mechanics about around building stories. So like as you talk to people and as you learn things about this world, uh, you start to gain I forget what they call them, but it's like you basically you're gaining words and there's a whole kind of mini game around building storylines out of these words that you found that you can then use to unlock conversations with character, other characters. How did you find out about this weird ass game? So (laughs) Fallen London, I've been playing it forever. I mean, I've been playing it for at least, at least a decade at this point. Uh, And it's this, it's this small company out of Britain uh, that have been doing it, but the browser game itself is something like at this point. It's it's largely text based, um, but I mean it's graphical. It's not just like a Kingdom of Loathing kind of thing. Uh, but it, I, I want to say they're they're somewhere in the range of a couple million um, written words of content at this wow. point. Uh, and and it's still an ongoing game. Like there's still there's still monthly content stuff. They've still they're still doing big storylines and all this stuff. And so they were advertising that they were doing this prequel game. And so and it was their first uh-huh. console game. Uh, that's actually I, I lied because it's not their first console game because they've also put out uh, Sunless Seas and Sunless Skies. Oh uh, okay. Which are also Pretty I think close. they're on consoles. They're on PC. Sunless Seas is set in fallen London. Uh, because there's there's the gotcha. whole un, there's the whole undersea, uh, and so Sunless Seas is about you exploring the undersea. Uh, Sunless Skies is kind of a weird departure, and I, I it's been forever since I played that one, so I don't remember how that fits into the world exactly. But it's very much in that vein. Um, but but Masqueros, it's 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 a visual novel basically. Like if you're looking for like the quick mechanical way it works, it's it's a visual novel. Okay. You're moving from location to location. You're talking to people. You're you're you know solving mysteries and things like that but there, it's just it's such an atmospheric game and if you're a fan of the browser game because it's a prequel that you can see them start to reference things that are well known in the browser game so like there, there's a this whole there, there's a whole thing like one of the one of the 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 one of the faction i don't know if, even know if it's a faction really in, in in the browser game are the guys called the rubbery men and the rubbery men are basically like squid-faced kind of cthulhu looking guys but they're all like cool. it, 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 they're like imagine if you mixed cthulhu with the ood from doctor who 
in a weird way. <laughs> like like they're they're very much they're very much these kind of these weird octopus men, and they're they're very very much a big deal in the browser game, but because it because it's early days in the, in the prequel game, there's just these rumors going around and so it's like you, you if you don't know anything about it, it's like okay there's all this cool mysteries but if you do know the stuff like you're going to catch the references and you're going to mm. see kind of how people reacted to learning about all the weird stuff at, that happens afterward and, and it's a fabulous game I, I recommend it for people that aren't into the, the browser game uh, but if you're into that kind of Victorian storytelling and that that kind of that kind of world building definitely check it out and also check out Fall in London but if you're a fan of Fall in London you gotta pick this game up uh, if nothing else just to support it's like 20 bucks so it's relatively cheap Mask of, Mask of the Rose Mask of the developed Rose. and published by Fail Better Games yes. and yeah it says right on their page that they had made those other um, those other two games that, mm-hmm. that you had mentioned. It's 20 bucks, like you said. And then the description, it says, uh, Welcome to Fallen London, a dark, darkly hilarious gothic underworld where death is a temporary inconvenience, the rats talk, and hell is only a stone's throw away. London has been stolen by bats. Yes. So, yeah. yeah and, everything oh, you great, said, yeah. it's all here. Yeah. I thought I thought you were just tripping. No, I no. was like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> and then I see the store page. I'm like, oh, visual novel. Um, if you ever are interested in, well, you you obviously like reading, so you have to watch. Uh, or um, I'm gonna push my glasses book, up while you say this here. Just so yeah. read the book uh, by Neil Gaiman called Everywhere. I think it's Neverwhere. Called Everywhere. Neverwhere. Yeah, Neverwhere, yep. yeah. Have you read it? I have read it, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's it's all about this stuff with the... Yes, that's like a modern day. That's up, there, There's definitely a lot of similarities there. And if you're a fan of Gaiman and, and some of those other similar authors, yeah. you'll dig this. Uh, it's funny you brought up the, the, the paragraph because the browser pa- opening paragraph is discover a dark and hilarious gothic underworld where hell is close, immortality is cheap, and the screaming has largely stopped. And, and so, so, so it's very much that it's good writing. It's, it's, it's great writing. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the copyright game, copyright, copywrote, copywritten. I don't know if that, whatever the right word is, but it started in 2010. So it's been going for, for quite a while now. Um, and, and I, it is one of the few, it is the only game I think it's definitely the only game I'm currently subscribing to and like paying money for. But it is, uh, it is definitely one of the very few. But it's, uh, it's highly enjoyable. And Mask of the Rose, like I said, just came out. It's a super small company, too. So you're supporting indie developers by picking this up, too. So, What a time to be alive. I know. Speaking of time, we're already over an hour, uh, unless I edit it down. So if this is shorter than an hour, that just means Anthony rambled for way too long. Sorry. Um, but I just called you Anthony. I don't know why I called you Anthony there. Mm, call me whatever. One of these days I'll get your name right on the first try eventually. Yeah, I'm but, good. Um, but so we talked a little bit about at the very beginning of the show. Uh, our guest, Eric Bailey, formerly of Nintendo Legend, but now you got a new site called Game Beats. Yeah, that's my, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's my new thing. I, uh, so Nintendo Legend, I, I let that kind of go. Wasn't really doing anything with it. And I started making games. And so. <gasps> I released one, it's about a year and a half ago now, and then I started working on my next one, but then The Legend of Zelda came out, like the new game. (laughs) So that's what I do with my free time, but I'm kind of addicted to just throwing new things into the universe. So Game Beats is my own, like, independent satire. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're familiar with, like, the Hard Drive Mm -hmm. website and the work they do. 
Yeah, so just, I just, I have a moral compulsion that we need to fight the billionaires. And so this is just my little way of doing that. Absolutely. Through, so uh, the best place to connect with Game Beats would be, is it the Twitter? I see also a Facebook. Like, what, what's the main one? The, you, you just hit them all three. Excellent job. Okay. So the, right now it's just a free WordPress site. It's Game Beats, and that's like the vegetable beats. GameBeats.wordpress.com. And on Twitter and Facebook, it is Game Beats. So it's the satirical intersection of gaming and a, some anti-billionaireism. That's what I would say. When you go to game, when you go to the gamebeats.wordpress.com, it says, and I laughed so hard. It says <laughs> Game Beats, a real website. Yes, yes, like, it is. I was like, that is like I just laughed. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? And that kind of sets the tone, which yeah. I, I wrote a whole article about you know how many 55 gallon barrels of piss could Bobby Kotick buy, the CEO of Activision Blizzard. So. <laughs> Real hard-hitting investigative <laughs> I was going to say. No, this is very fun. This is very fun. I am going to, I am actually, in retrospect, going to edit out this section um, and not promote your website in any way because you stole my Jeff Gannon joke. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to. I did. You Dang did. It. Damn you. Um, you see, I, I did the smart thing and never wrote it down. So that way oh. it, I can keep the joke fresh. You actually wrote it and down. You, so You copy wrote it. I copy wrote it. I copy wrote it. It did. Yes, check it out. Yeah, gamebeats.wordpress.com. It is, like, like you said, like the vegetable, Game Beats. Um, and we'll have links in the show notes for that as well. But check them out. Um, and it like like the website says, it is a real website. It's a real website. Believe it. It's, it's the weirdest thing. What game? What game did you put out? Let's let's give the give a chance yeah. to pimp that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm like I'm, I'm just a dude. Like I'm an office manager who's married. I have kids. Whatever. But if I can make a game, anyone can. And as evidence of that, I put forth Octobug. Octobug. So if you look up Octobug on itch.io, or you can look for my development brand is Tiny Bookshelf. And you can find oh. the page there. Yeah. So it's, it's just a cozy little platformer. It's $3. It's a, it's a story about a spider who lives in a world with many flies. Too many, one might say. And it's got a little bit of a challenge, but it's really short. It might make you laugh, might make you feel feelings. And if you talk to me again in another couple of years, hopefully I'll have another game or two. But that's, that's the first one for All now. All right. We'll this throw, is great. We'll throw links to that as well. Um, yeah. So, and it's not the Octobug from the Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> right? I, I actually found out about that later. I was like, ooh, no, no, <laughs> different one. <laughs> um, so cool. So yeah. So we'll find all that in the show notes. Uh, Hypecaster, what do you got coming up for the website? I know you're doing some some new stuff for Megadads on their their new show. Yes. So there's a lot coming down the pipe. I am really trying to connect my love for these games that have just come out into some good content and just talking with people about them. Um, it's really um, new ground for me because, again, I'm not a Diablo person typically. I'm not a fighting game person typically, and I'm not very good at Zelda. Uh, so all the stuff that I'm trying to do is like new ground and, and trying to talk about things that are you know, hot with a lot of people right now. So, yeah, more to come, more to come. Stay tuned to, to Megadads, megadads.org, everybody on the web. All right. And and 
Yeah, I got, and I have nothing special to talk about at all because I'm just gonna be playing RimWorld. Although now that <laughs> now that now that um, Antonio is is there, we, maybe we'll do a stream at some point, and I will walk you through some of the stuff. I will I will I will take you under my wing and help you through some of your problems Sweet. here. Sounds great to I me. I think we should do that at some point. But uh, in the meantime, as always, check out megadads.org for this show as well as all the other content. Uh, again, gamebeats.wordpress, not WordPress. Uh, gamebeats.wordpress.com uh, is uh, the new site, and Octobug is the game, and Evan is the host, and Antonio is the other host, and Eric is the guest, and I'm out of words because it's late. I just bought Octobug. I'm, Excellent. I can't wait. Oh, thank you so much. I'd love <laughs> I to need to check this it. out. You just you just spent the entire budget for the show. Thanks, thanks, yep. Antonio. <laughs> We're in now I'm gonna now. have to edit. Now I'm gonna have to edit this show on paper because we can't afford the electricity to do this. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> God. Megadad's Checkpoint is powered by Pants and part of Megadads.org, which does not limit your views for not paying. I mean, who does that? This is my garbage.